Alright, Rabbi Sai, let's Ezra Hashem. The next chilek, the next part in the sugi of Shavavim, watching our eyes, the koyach of the eye that we've been speaking about specifically the last few weeks. It's a special time. As we say every week, it's a special Ace Rotson to discuss and to work on these specific inyonim. I would like to as we said in the beginning, it's, it's, it's something that should be taken seriously, it's something that we should think about. This is something that's Nagaya to everyone, and uh, it's important for us to discuss it in a very mature manner. I want to thank uh, the emails that I have been getting from people, just to say thank you for the series and how much they appreciate it and how much they've got, you know, gained from it and learned from it, which I appreciate in turn because, you know... Um, Apart from speaking to all of you Gavaldiga boys, just to know that there are people out there who are also listening and gaining from it, which is wonderful. And uh, just to be able to admit that people, you know, are able to admit that, yeah, we need to work on this. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. It really is. It's a very, very special thing just to be able to admit and realize, yes, this is something that we need to work on. It may take a lifetime, but that's fine. We're here to work on ourselves. Now, what I'd like to do today, the last few weeks we've been discussing how bad it is, what it causes, different mamari chazal, different different things. But I'd like to concentrate specifically today is on some of the claims that people make. And I wrote this after years of giving these classes and shiurim on this topic, receiving many, many emails, discussing this Indian with many people in person, and, you know, just various, just hearing so much from so many people can help a person understand where people are coming from, and also to help other people who have the same issue, what they can possibly do, what we can learn from others as well. So I'd like to spend a few minutes on some of the claims that people make about the Indian Shmir Sinaim, or looking at that which they shouldn't. And let's try to go through them one by one. One of the most common claims that people make in this sugya is, I must be a really low person if this is what I'm busy with, if this is what I'm looking at. If this is what I'm Isaac in, then I must be a really, really low person. And many people say that, many people maybe don't express it, but they do think that of themselves. They think to themselves, listen, if I'm busy looking at these websites and these, you know, this, that and the other, I'm obviously in a really bad place. What can I do? What do you want from me? That's what a lot of people say. I've heard this many, many times. The answer to that claim is, number one, you're not alone. Now, some people answer when I say that, like, okay, Robert, is it okay, very nice there are other people, but what, at the end of the day, me. And you have to understand, I don't know if you heard the parasha video this week, where we spoke about the Makkah of Choshech, and we spoke about the Makkah of darkness in, in, in Mitzrayim being one of the most painful and devastating experiences that the Mitzrayim suffered from. And we asked... If you got the video, if you saw it, I can still send it to you if you want it. Again, it's on the chat, whatever. We asked, like, why is it that darkness was so bad? They had the most incredible, terrible, devastating muckers and plagues in Mitzrayim. Darkness? So Chazal tell us, that the first three days, there was just darkness, but they were able to move around and talk, whatever. The last three days, it got frozen almost. It was so thick that they couldn't move. And the, and, and, and the answer to why it was so bad was because when you cannot share something with someone else, when you cannot have your experiences shared by other people, you're alone. When you're alone, it's much more painful. And the Mitzvim were much more alone in this Makkah than any other Makkah, 
therefore was much more devastating and horrifying for them because they couldn't share it with anybody else. They didn't ex- understand that anybody else had the same experience. For all they knew, it was only them and no one else. When you know that there are other people who suffer from the same issue and have the same tithes and the same Yetzirahs, yeah, of course, some people are managing more than others or less than others to be able to kovesh the Yetzirah, to suppress it, to push it down, to ignore it, to, you know, to pass over it, right? At the end of the day, everyone has Nisyonis. And not only is everyone has Nisyonis, it's a healthy thing to have. That means if you have such an assignment to look at such things, it means that you are a healthy human being, that the Rabbanisha was created in this world, and you are the way the Rabbanisha wanted you to be. As we said already, the Gemara tells us in Yuma, that the Rabbanisha removed for a small amount of time the taiva between male and female, and nobody had kids, because there was no taiva anymore. Which means, and that tells us, that the taiva that a man has towards a woman is the most natural and the most important taiva that we have. Okay? Now, you should just know that, just to give you an example, if you would take all the electricity in New York City, that would be enough to light up New York City, because it does, but also to electrocute someone to a terrible degree. Because the more powerful something is, the more good it can do, but the more damage it can do. The taiva that a human being has, that a man has specifically towards a woman, okay, and of course, woman to man, of course, as well, is so strong, but it's there for a purpose, it's there for a reason. And that is, it could do tremendous good, and that means we can continue the creation, and procreate, and continue future generations, but it can also do tremendous bad as well. And the general rule is, the greater the kayak of something, the more good it can do, but also the more bad it can do. So yes, it's a terrible and very hard taiva to conquer. And many people suffer from this in a terrible way. But one of the first things that pops into their head when they look, or even if they don't look, but they have such tithers are, I'm such a dirty person if I have such tithers. I'm such a disgusting person if these are the sites that I can't wait to go on when I get an open phone or an open internet and I run to those sites. I must be a disgusting, dirty person. And the answer is absolutely not. We're all familiar with the story of Reveli Lopian that a Bocha once came to him and he was the mashkech and the yeshiva, and they said, Rebbe, I need to go to Tel Aviv, to specifically a very, very bad neighborhood in Tel Aviv, that everyone knew was bad. He has a cousin's, second cousin's wedding, whatever it is. But he says, Rabbi, don't worry, I'm not going to look. I'm good. I, I, I'm, I'm good. It's okay. I'm not going to look. I'm going to be Gavaldi. So the Rebbe, Rebbe Lapian, says to him, okay, you can go to the chasna, that's fine. But could you do me a favor? Could you call my friend before you go? Okay. So he writes down the number, gives it to the Bacha. The Bacha takes the number and he says, listen, the Rebbe says I can go, but I have to call his friend first. Maybe he'll give me a ride there. Maybe he'll meet me there. Maybe he's a taxi driver. I don't know. Calls up the number and he says, doctor's, <coughs> doctor's office, can we help you? He says, no, sorry, wrong number. Puts it down. I must have dialed the wrong number. So he dials again. Picks, Hello, doctor's office, can we help you? Uh, no, sorry, wrong number, he puts it down. He goes back to the mashkech, or very up, and he says, Rebbe, I think you just gave me the wrong number. That's a doctor's office you gave me. The Rebbe said, that's right, I gave you a doctor's office. Because if you're going to tell me that you're going to go to Tel Aviv, and you're going to go to a place that we know is full of women that are wearing who knows what, and you're going to say, I'm good, you need a doctor. Because every healthy human being has typhus. And if you don't, then you have a problem. 
So the first thing we have to know is that we're not dirty, we're not disgusting, we're not low. We are exactly the way the Rabbi Shalom created us, with all of our tithers, with all of our Yetzirahs, with all of the things that we think about and want to do. It's because the Rabbi Shalom created us in this way, specifically, so that we could utilize and use it for the good, like everything. Okay? Now, the Ramban famously says, what does the Rabbi give us tests? What do we need this for? This is, you have an open smartphone, you have open internet, you go on the street, you go in the summer, you see, why? Why does the Rabbanjum give me such a test? And we have every guy who says the same thing, maybe I, ooh, my tests? You don't want to know. I got the worst ones. Mine are way stronger than anybody else you ever met before. Right? Tell I hear that from every single other person, right? The Ramban says, what is the purpose of a test? Says the Ramban, the purpose of a test is to grow from it. And therefore, so the Ramban, every test that we get, and specifically in these inyonim, is to be able to grow from that opportunity. So we have a choice. We have a test in front of us. There's a woman in the street that we can look at. There's a woman on the bus. There's a site that we can press. There's many, many opportunities that we have. These are all nisyonis. These are all tests. Why do we have them? To grow from them. So we have a choice. Are we going to grow from the opportunity? Or are we going to not grow from the opportunity? That says the Ramban. That's what it's all about. Faket. If the Rabbi Shalom is giving you a big test, it means he's investing a lot in you. For those of you that know how to play sports, if the coach comes in and says, you, press, press ups. You, run around the court 25 times. Nobody else does he do that to. Only you. Why? Because he sees much more in you that he can bring out than anybody else. That means he sees that you can make it big, that you can be Gavaldic, and he just needs to bring it out, he just needs to show you you can do it. The Abanshim says it's the same thing. When you have a great Taiba, when you have a great Yetzirah that comes your way, think for a moment. The Rabbanishon obviously loves me so much that he's willing to put me through this because he knows that I could be great. And he's just going to show me how it's going to become great. That, says the Ramban, Rashi and Shemois also, is Nisoyin, is the Loshon Haroma of the Gedula, is the Loshon of opportunity to raise up in an amazing thing. So if you think you have it hard, just remember and just know that you could have, and you are the greatest investment that the Rabban Shem is giving, and you have the greatest power in that case, Rabbi Yisai. The Chavetz Chaim tells us that in Ikvaseh the Meshicha, in the heels as Moshiach is about to enter, the Muhammad only gets stronger and stronger because the Yitzhara knows what he's up against. The Yitzhara knows exactly what he's up against. We say at the end of Seder night. That means the Yitzhara with his last strengths will say, I'm going to chop and do whatever I can to chop that guy. He's steiging in yeshiva. He's growing so nicely. He's doing so well. Let's hop him. Let's get him. Let's put that woman on the street. Let's find a way that he gets through his smartphone filter. Let's find whatever he can do to get him down. Because he realizes how important it is for us to fall. And we have to realize how important it is for us to utilize the opportunity of growth. And that's what it's all about. And that's what it's all about. We have to realize... That everything we have is in the sign of Vilna Goin tells us the whole purpose is to massacre ourselves 
and to become a better person. And that the words of the Chofetz Chaim tells us in the Sefer Ma'oreini Yisrael Chedek Aleph, he says, such a gavaldig Yisrael, when Moshe Rabbeinu came to the Sneh, he came to the burning bush, what happened? The Rabbeinu said, take off your shoes. You know why? Because where you are standing is holy. Says the Heilige Chofetz Chaim, Rabbi. So listen to this Chofetz Chaim, it's amazing. Says the Heilige Chofetz Chaim. The Heilige Chofetz Chaim says, the place where you're standing is holy. Every person is standing on holy soil. The place where you are is exactly where you're meant to be. People say, if only I didn't have so many tithers, if I didn't have so many Yetzirahs, if I do do many things, then I would be a better person. Then everything would be Gavaldic. Then I would be able to learn. And then I could dab with Kavana. And then, no, 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 no. Says the Chavetz Chaim, the place that you're standing is Kadosh. The place where you're standing is holy because this is the place that the Rabbi Nishan set you up to be. And therefore, this is your Tachlis. This is your purpose over here. Now, there's another claim that people make, which I want to address. And that is, listen, I've done it so many times. I'm way past that. Baby, I'm whoa past that. I'm, I'm done already. I'm toasted. I'm charcoal up there in Shamayim. It's over. They're going to turn it up. 220, crispy. Ah, it's going to be gavaldic. I'm done already. I'm past that. I've done it so many times. I, I tried already. I tried this. It didn't work. I tried that. It doesn't work. Okay, tshuva. Very nice. Comes with kippah. We'll talk about tshuva. Ni'ila. Oh, we'll cry a bit. Say no. We have to realize that the job of the Yetzirah is to get you to be miyayish, is to get you to give up. There's a famous Gemara. The Gemara says in Baba Kama, imagine this, Rabbi Sai. You have two people holding a glass pitcher and they're walking with this glass pitcher. The first guy trips and he falls. He's on the floor, he's moaning and groaning about his knee. The second guy behind him, he's got the glass pitcher, he's not looking where he's going, assuming it's empty, he trips over the first guy and breaks, smashes the glass pitcher. Who has to pay, asks the Gemara, for the second guy's glass pitcher? Guy number one, who was on the floor, who caused guy number two to trip up of him, or guy number two, who maybe should look where he's going, and tripped over guy number one. So the Gemara goes through it backwards and forwards. Zuk the Sifrei Musa. Avada and Avada, guy number one. You know why? Because he shouldn't have gotten up. He should have gotten up and he didn't. What does that mean? Say this to Fimosa. The Yetzirah can get a person to fall. He can get a person to look at that which he shouldn't look at. And you know what his greatest trick is? Once you've fallen, ah, you're already full. You may as well continue looking. You may as well continue doing it. You did it already, no? Keep on going. You did it already. He, His job and his greatest Hatzlacha is to keep you on the floor. Is to keep you down. And therefore... The greatest thing that you can do is say, no, I'm getting up. Yes, I fell. I admit that I fell. And yes, I need to do tshuva. But I realize the koyach of getting up. The koyach of realizing, I can do this. Is it hard? Sure, it's hard. But we could do it. Because the greatest trick of the Yitzhara is to get you down. It's an amazing, amazing thing for a person to realize that the reward not only in the next world, in this world, is unimaginable. 
the reward of pleasure of a person's own life is so gewaldic, it's so beautiful. And is it really too difficult, Rabbi Say? Gemara and Sukkah, everyone knows, where the Gemara and Sukkah tells us, Asid Lava, it's going to come a time where the Rabbani Shalom is going to shech the Yitzhahore, the Sotan. And Zuk the Gemara and Sadiqim are going to cry, and the Rishayim are going to cry. The Sadiqim are going to cry, because they're going to see a huge mountain. Wow, it's huge. I managed to climb that. That's amazing. I can't believe I managed to climb that. And the Rishayim are going to cry. Why are the Rishayim going to cry? The Rishayim are going to cry because it was a small hair's breath. They could have just stepped over it. And they didn't. They chose to give in to the illusions of the world and the temptations of Hollywood. And they decided, I'm going for it. And they're going to cry because La Osset Lover, they're going to see all it was, was a little strand of hair that they should have just been able to cross over. Sheva Yipol Sadik Vakam. What does that mean? It's not just a song, but it means that a Sadik falls and he falls and he falls. Number one, he fell. And number two, he got up. And that's the Yisoyed Rabbi Yisai. person has to realize, yes, we fall, but we have to learn to get back up again. re ourselves. re our, our personal borders and our guidelines of what we can and cannot do and should or should not go and should or should not look at. Because that's the only way to do it. You know, there's a um, group of soldiers in the middle of a war, in the middle of a battle. One gets killed. So what happens now? What happens? Everybody breaks down and starts to cry? No, 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 no. You're in the middle of a war. We'll cry later. Right now? There's no greater sakana and danger than breaking down to cry at this moment. I, someone died. I know, but we're in the middle of a battle. We're in the middle of a war. Rabbi Sai. How many times do we fall? And we fall sometimes flat on our face. But we're in the middle of a battle. We're in the middle of a battlefield. What are we going to do? Cry about the fact that we lost? Cry about the fact that we fell? Or be machazik ourselves? And realize we have to keep on going. We are constantly, constantly in a battle with the Yitzhara. And it doesn't get any easier, Rabbi Sai. It gets easier after working on it, but we have to start to work on it. Only when we work on it does it get any easier. And we have to realize that one of the greatest things we can do is make ourselves a gedeh. Make ourselves a personal getter. What we will not do, what we will not go to, what we will not see. I'll give an example. There's a Gemara in Tainus. Listen to this. There's a Yid. A Yid in Tainus. But the Gemara calls him Abba Emuna. Abba Emuna. He was a doctor. And every single day a Baskol came out and said, Shalom Aleichem to the doctor. Abba Emuna. Now Abaya, who knew about this, got very, very upset. Abai got upset. Why did he get upset? Because Lemaisa, he only got a Shalom Aleichem from the Baskal, from Hashem, once a week. Right? Rava only got it once a year, on Erev Yom Kippur. So the Gemara says, Abai had Chalisha's Hadas. He got very like, oh, come on. I get it once a week. This doctor gets it once a day. Every day, this doctor, what does he do better than me? So they told him, I want to tell you the mice of Abba Mona. He used to be a doctor, and he let blood. Now, when you let blood... You have to ask people to lift up their sleeve. And when a woman lifts up her sleeve, that's the shadow of Tzvias. So he created a specific garment that was made for a woman to put over. 
that would reveal the smallest amount that he'd be able to put the needle inside, but would not reveal the rest. Okay, beautiful thing, very, very nice, very noble of him. But says the Gemara, because of that, he was zoichet to get a baskal from the Shechina every single day, more than Abaya and more than Rava. Why? What did he do? Because he made himself a geder. He made himself a small geder that he won't cross. And that's something that we have to do. The Ravid brings down in Shara Kedusha that the Rishon L'chol HaGedor Mushmur Sinayim the greatest thing that we can do for ourselves is to make ourselves a geder in Shmir Sinayim. And that is the geder for everything. And we'll end Rabbi Yisai with this. The Haile Gebenei Yisoscha the Haile Gebenei Yisoscha on Chanukah brings the Ariza Rabbi Yisai listen carefully to the following words. He brings the Ariza on Chanukah that the Rizal says that sometimes the ma'at ma'isim toivim, that klali sol the small amount of good deeds that a yid does in this generation can push away so much tumah. Zuk the Eilig of an Eisosra from the Arizal, who choshev harba metanoim bizmanom. You know what that means, Rabbi Sai? That means, and I'll translate in our language, in our words. Listen carefully, Rabbi Sai, to this. That the little bit that we do to try machazik ourselves, to try to prevent ourselves, to push ourselves away of this Havera, the smallest action, whatever we do, to, to make ourselves better. And like I said last week, just being here is that. But going a bit further and trying and trying and trying. We can be considered to be greater than the greatest Tanoim. Can you imagine the Tanoim could be Mechayim They could bring someone back to life. But we... And our little selves could be greater than that. Why? Because the little bit that we do for Kedusha in a world that we're living in can change worlds. And therefore we could be considered to be greater. And if the Yid puts, puts something in himself to try to machazak himself in Yoni Kedusha, the greatest nachasurak that he can bring to the Rabbi Nishalayim greater than the Tanoim. Rabbi said, all we have to do is try. Yes, we may fall. And we may fall flat on our face. But we're going to get back up. And we're going to machazak ourselves. With the realization that it's not that we're bad. It's not that we're low. It's not that we're dirty and disgusting. We are normal. We are normal human beings. And we just have to try. That's all the Rabbi Nishan wants us to do. The Haile Gavishana brought down from the Ayah of Yisrael. That every time a Yid is Oymid Minisoyen and stops himself from something that he shouldn't be doing in Inyoni Kedusha, is miscarry of the Gula. Can you imagine? When you are about to look at something and you say, no, I'm not going to take a second look on the street. I'm not going to press enter on the phone or on the computer. I'm not going to do it. It's the Eilig original from the Aftarov. You are bringing Moshiach closer. You are greater. It's the than the Tanoim and the Gemara. All we have to do is try. The Abedin doesn't want us to be perfect. He just wants us to try. And that's how it's your Rabbi say. It's Hashem. Next week, we continue.